This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. You're listening to the Last Man Up Podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network, stlpodcast.com. Matt Berger, Clay Byersdorfer, and Andy Hanselman alongside. Wherever you are listening to us, whenever you are listening to us, we hope you are well. Joining us will be the great Howard Balzer from the Hall of Fame show on the NFL channel on Sirius XM to talk about Week 16 and Week 17. Help preview a little bit of the playoffs uh, in the NFL. Always looking forward to hearing from Howard. Clay Byersdorfer is alive. Back in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's really unbelievable. He pulled through your prayers. Your thoughts and your prayers have worked. Clay is alive. So many people probably reached out and were concerned. I know. Not sure about the well, but he's alive. <laughs> I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> he's present. I'm present. I have a pulse. Happy to have you back. Good to be back. Missed nothing, you guys. Nothing worse than being sick. Thank God I am not sick very often. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I never get sick. I'm one of those I'm, people. I'm knocking on wood right now that I say that, but I never get sick. I say the same thing, and, but the times that I do get sick, it's, well, he, you're, might, you're wiped out. Right, he might as well be in the hospital yeah. you know, with a flu. So it happens once a year. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming sometime, and then it just literally, I woke up Wednesday feeling terrible. When the weather starts to change, I will get a little bit of a cold. Yep. And I will have that cold for maybe two or three days. Other than that, I ne- like I never get a fever. I never get the flu, stomach flu, anything. I, I don't get sick. Even when I was a kid, I rarely got sick. Good immune system. Very good. And the yeah. burger family. It's a, well, at least me. I mean, I, I can't speak for my, my siblings or my parents. I'm sure my sister probably gets sick a little bit more now because with the kids and, mm-hmm. you know. They're just walking diseases. Yes, they are because they hang out with other kids and they're walking diseases and they bring those germs home. So I chose not to have children. I'm the same way, too. I, I don't get sick very often. I, I mean, I have the sniffles a lot. That's just your cocaine habit, I was just though. say, that's yeah. from the drug habit. Scott, speaking of cocaine, did you guys see Artie Lang's nose? Wow. Yes. It doesn't look like a bashed in. I mean, it like, did. two <laughs> months ago, it was bulbous, like yeah. Rudolph. And now, I mean, it's literally it's completely it looked, it looked like Michael Jackson's nose, where, where there was nothing there. He it, he looks kind of like a, a prize fighter. It's, like a tie, a, like a, it's like a, an old price fighter. It looks like he looks like Jake Lamata. Someone on Twitter said he looks like Jake Lamata, and that was a pretty accurate description. That's a tired nose. You ever want to know what a tired nose? Yeah, just, just worn out. Yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean that, that's a lot of heroin. That's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and even even shard of glass. I think he was oh. trying to break up uh, some oxycotton. Who honestly knows what he put in his nose? Who, who knows? I mean, so a, a friend of mine. We were talking about Artie because we're both you know big Howard Stern fans and, yeah. and therefore Artie Lang fans. You almost wish that he's he's not improving, like he's not getting better. He's yeah. been doing, he's been battling this for, I think, ten years now. Oh, I was just saying, oh, a long time, if, if not longer than that. I mean, as as horrible as this is to say, you almost want him just to find, just to score the purest, best stuff that he can find, <laughs> load it up one more time, and then just go out. Because I mean, it's fucking dark. It, it is, <laughs> it, it is. But you know what? He's he's. If you follow him, he's not getting better. Like he says, no. he's getting better, no. and it looks like he's on the right track. And then he regresses again. Yep. And it's I think it's only as as much as I hate to say it as and I've met Artie, and he was a super nice guy when I met him. Yep. I, I I just don't see it getting better for him. 
What's this, this hotel this Christmas music we got going? Become a real downer in this episode. No, I like it. It's kind of setting the mood, though. Yeah, it's Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, Christmas tree. Is that what this is? Yeah. Love that. There's a nice little music bed. Okay. Love yeah, I, I, Some background I, I, I music. Kinda, I am kind of recording this six days before Christmas. We might as well get in the spirit we, a little bit. We might as well. This was, sorry if you're listening to this in August of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> this, this will actually probably be the last podcast of the year. So Yeah, we were we were thinking about you know maybe doing one, uh, maybe doing a montage. <laughs> I kiboshed that. That the clay shot down. I think I, it might have been kind of. I mean, funny. I, I could, know. you know, as a Christmas gift to you guys, I could do a little extra production work and pull some pull some highlights out of our thirty six episodes and That's uh, all right. and put them all together and make a make a nice last week of the last week of the year podcast. But it would be kind of fun to hear everybody's like what their favorite gift was whenever they were a kid or yeah. You know where I'd like to have people on again, like a montage of people for our one year. Okay. For a one-year episode. What call was, what call them your, all up. What was your favorite moment what of being your, on the last right. man What was your podcast? favorite moment of the last year of our podcast? What was your favorite uh, moment? When was I on again? Yeah. And who were you guys? Who were you guys? I don't remember what we talked about. What did we talk about? Um, one thing that we we'll have, have Katie Carney in studio Yes, for the one-year anniversary. That would be we great. Will, we will try. We'd love to just have a guest in studio. That yeah. would be wonder- I really would be wonderful. Would I'm, be, I'm set up for it. We can easily do it. It would be a treat. We just got to find some way to get them here. Yeah, what's the production and what uh, what's producing? What, like, what, what's travel? what's the Uber budget? Oh, we could probably do fifty bucks. Fifty bucks from the know, airport. That's from the airport. From to the here. airport. Okay, so, yeah, I was going to say that gets somebody who lives near the airport or in the immediate <laughs> area to here. The way traffic is in Glen Carbon, it might get you from the Hardee's here. No kidding. Uh, it's pretty bad. The traffic here is terrible. It's unbelievable because they won't time the damn lights. Is that what it is? It's as simple as that. Hashtag Glen Carbon issues. Oh, I'm Love telling that. you, you need a, you need to run for city council and straighten oh, that out. I'd vote for you. You'd, you'd have my vote. I mean, Hanselman, I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> I have my podcast platform to really spew my views. That's why, that's why I came up with the idea. I didn't even know you at the time, but I said, I know there's a local Madison County man out there just aching to run for... <laughs> aching. For, <laughs> aching. Just aching. To aching run, to run. Run for local local. And politics. at the same time, Andy was laying there on, you know, on his couch or maybe in bed going, I am aching to run for public office. No, I was not saying that. <laughs> Some ass I would check my Twitter feed from 2011 and, and I'd be screwed. He liked something from pornography on the yeah. Twitter. He said this, and I'm not sure about that. I think he might have meant something sexist or racist or homophobic. Yeah. We're yeah, so and I, see, I have oh. the I have the Carlos Martinez thing where I don't tweet much, but I like stuff. Okay, well, I mean, if you like stuff, other people are going to see it. Yeah, so actually, you should not always be like that. Actually, I've gone through and I've unliked things that I shouldn't have liked. You did a cleanse. I did. That's responsible took, of you. It took several hours. Yeah, you're almost. There, I, there's got to be some way you can just delete all of them, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, but what you just delete prior to a day, like you can't go back and. Pick oh, I, don't, I mean, if you just delete your likes, who cares? Yeah. It's pretty. It becomes pretty evident though when you pull up somebody's likes and they have zero likes. Well, there's hey. no evidence. What are you talking about? Yeah, plausible deniability, yeah, brother. Good luck. Good luck finding something. Plausible deniability. Uh, the winter meetings, the winter team meetings in Las Vegas have come and gone. Uh, the Cardinals obviously have made the the big Goldschmidt uh, trade. Um, the big thing there, we talked about it last week with you, Clay, was the dinner that was held at the Fowler residence. And it turns out that the the Cardinals are doubling down on uh, their faith in Dexter Fowler, uh, which was to the bemoanment of many people in BFib Nation. And then it sounded like Dexter Fowler was not going to make it for the winter warm-up at the time, which a lot of people were, I mean, 
feigned disgust at. Right. I don't think they were really upset about it because he's uh, not going to go to the winter warm up. The, the, the player, How am I supposed to get his autograph? He's going to go to Chicago and sign autographs, and he's not even going to Chicago. It's some place in Illinois. He's going to like and it's, and he's there like for Lincoln. He's there for like ninety minutes. And then he's out of there. He's just going to sign autograph for a little for a little over an hour, and that's it. He's probably getting paid a nice little chunk of cash. Yeah. To go do I mean, it. who knows? But I mean, like, look, it's, it's he could do whatever he wants. And what do you get field. paid to go to car to go to, go to winter warm up? Nothing. Yeah, that's probably part of your contract, right? But I mean, like, no, it's it, not. It's just kind of one of those. Well, not part no, of your contract, but like one of those wink, things. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Your ass better be there. You better go. Right. So the thing is, is that okay? Everybody is complaining about this player that they don't seem to care about and don't right. like is going to be at the at the, some event they're probably not even going to go to. Right? They just want to complain because they hear Dexter Fowler. Here's my opportunity to complain. So then there's a piece that Derek Gould did in the Post Dispatch. Very good piece. Very good piece about Dexter Fowler and how he was battling depression last year. And then you know the BFib was going to v, uh, BFib, and they came out saying, "Oh, what's he going to be depressed about? He's playing millions. He's getting paid millions of dollars to play." kid's game still a human being sorry yeah still a human being and if that's your answer if you're thinking that people who have money can't be depressed first of all sorry that you're broke and that's the reason why you're probably depressed you know i've been there but just because someone throws money at a problem doesn't mean the problem goes away Not, never rich hardly pe- ever rich people commit suicide all the time kate spade anthony bourdain uh, Chris Cornell, even though that's kind of been disputed by his family about whether or not he, like, you know, what kind of frame of mind that he was in when right. that happened. Yeah. Rich people commit suicide all the time. I mean, if you think that the money is going to be the answer to all of your problems, like I said, I'm sorry that you're broke. Yeah. To that, though, you never see a happy, poor person. Well, you see, I see happy, poor people all the time. You've met a happy, poor person. Yeah. 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 I've met happy, homeless people. I'd love to meet them. Yeah, they're I mean, actually kind of inspiring. It is because I mean they they just take the the joy, the simplest joys in life is what they kind of focus on. I suppose there's merit to that, you know, because I mean, there's a lot of people that that are they kind of they're happier that way. No, they're happier with they're happier with a simpler life. I get you. Find yep. your favorite local radio producer who makes ten dollars an hour and see how happy they are. <laughs> yeah, they love their job. They love their job. It's Absolutely a fun job. Love their job, but I mean, I mean, you have to have a significant other that brings in some bacon. Either that, or you're working two or three other jobs, right, to cover everything else. Yeah, and I just like to work. But it, it was funny when I lost my job, or I lost my show at five ninety. Everybody's like, "What are you going to do?" And I'm like, "Nothing." They're like, "You don't have another?" I'm like, "No, I got another job." I'm like, "That was more of a hobby." They're like, "Oh, we thought that was your full time job." I'm like, "No, I wish." No, yeah, I wish, <laughs> but it wasn't. These Trust are not. Me. These are not the eighties. I, I got a I got a big boy job that pays the bills. That I mean right. that was just more for fun. Big boy job is the podcast now. Big boy job is the podcast <laughs> yeah. now. But Dexter Fowler, that piece that Derek Gold had, the last thing in the paragraph, I mean his his last statement, I thought it was just outstanding. Honestly, I'm excited to get back out there to run around to catch a fly ball, to hit a home run, to hit a line drive again, to be there and to compete. Um, I don't want to disappoint anybody. If anybody wants to be great, it's me. I know this. I can do better. I know better is out there. I want to show I'm getting better, 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 better. Now we go. Now it's time. Does that sound like someone who doesn't give a shit and no. who quit on the team last year? No. No, it does not. It does not. I he, think gives, he gives a shit. He gives he a shit. He absolutely gives a shit. If he didn't care, if he was lazy, like so many of you complained about, so many of you accused him of being, that he would just told... Uh, uh, Mosellock and Gersh, when they were there at his house, find someone who will take me and I will go. Okay. I will waive the no trade clause. Put yourself in this in, in, in this scenario as well. You're lazy at your job. You suck at your job. Your bosses are in town. 
for a meeting. Uh huh. And what are you going to you going to invite them over to your house if you're no, if no. you're if you're, you're lazy gonna, on purpose? You're going to tell no. them to piss off, right? And like, no, I'm, may, I'm busy. You may even you may be you you may even leave town that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just a weekend. You may be like, okay, this is when we're going to take our family vacation. We're yeah. going to be in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he has a rapport with Gersh with Schilt with Mosellock. That he felt comfortable enough in the situation to and to invite them over to his home. I've never met the man, but I just from you know seeing on Twitter and, and what other people have said, it sounds like Dexter Fowler is a very hard person to not like. Uh, he's an incredibly intelligent guy. People don't realize he got into Harvard. Out of Did high he school. really? I didn't know he that. Got into Harvard. I thought I'd heard school. that. Super, super smart guy. Super likable guy to talk to. Easy to talk to. Um, I don't think he actually ended up going to college. I think he went to straight, uh, straight professional route, but. I, I the gold piece was really fantastic and it sheds light on something that um you know I don't think is talked about enough is that and Andy you talked about athletes are people absolutely just they like are. every day and they've been given a gift that not many of us have exactly but they still deal with you know the everyday demons of mental health much like you know many people in this country do. and I'm not trying to put myself up on, on a pedestal or make myself make myself sound more important than I am I'm, I'm really I'm nobody but I've I've been in a position where I've had the chance to meet lots of professional athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all just dudes. Yep. they're all. The, I mean, some people like they're they're they can be a little more standoffish and arrogant. They are, mm-hmm. but, but most of them they're just dudes. Absolutely, and sometimes that standoffish arrogance thing is is a little bit of, of a defense mechanism. It absolutely right? is to protect themselves because they don't know what you're going to ask them. They, and that and they don't. They mean they don't know you. Right. I mean, they think oh, okay, like you think that you know them, but you don't know them. Right. No, you don't know them at all. At all. I remember when Audrey Dahlgren was on KSDK, when she was on KSDK Channel 5 here in St. Louis. And when she was on uh, that 590 show with me every once in a while, she said that the, the weirdest thing, the creepiest thing was that she'd be out of the grocery store. And she said it was always old men that would see her and come up and talk to her and want to give her a hug because they think that they know her because they see her on TV and, you know, and she's cute and she smiles you know, so they're like, oh, you know, here's Audrey. I'm going to get, and she was like, it is the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you don't know me. I don't know you. Please don't touch me. But she's like, I can't do that. It's the price of fame. So Learn was Absolutely. on, Learn from KC95 here in St. Louis was on TMA Live. Oh, a couple of months ago, maybe think back in October. And um, we were talking about text lines and emails and if she'd ever, what's the weirdest thing that had ever happened. She goes, I, you know, I've, I've gotten dick pics oh i believe it and i've gotten uh and but so the weirdest i just had a guy ask for my for my panties yeah yeah i I believe guys are creepy man do that guys are creepy i don't know how you do that either um someone that the three of us i mean i i know her probably better than what the two of you do and that's uh uh at holy l yep yeah okay l gets she gets dick pics from athletes really because they will start following her on instagram and she'll follow them back and then next thing you know, she's getting this, she's getting pictures in her, in her DMs from from Instagram, from athletes, from athletes. Yes, athletes we would know. I mean, like it's, it's kind of like a deep tracks athletes. Like maybe it's kind of like a relief pitcher from like a middle relief pitcher for the Miami Marlins. It'd be something along those okay. lines. All right. It'd be like okay, she's gonna she'll throw the name out there, and you won't recognize the name, but then you be able to Google him. Oh, easily Googleable. Absolutely. Google-able. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's funny. Not funny. I feel bad for her, but it's, you know, guys are just creeps. It's funny in a pathetic way. It well, is. I mean, <laughs> it's ironic is what it is. And yes. the funny thing is with that, I have never heard a girl say in my entire life, and I know a lot of girls in all walks of life, 
I've never heard one of them say hashtag blessed. Yeah, hashtag we, weird. Hashtag blessed. Weird flex, but okay. I have never heard one of them say I had no interest in that guy until he sent me a picture of his schmeckle. Right. And then after that, I couldn't get enough of them. I mean, right. that has never happened. That was your best card that they play is, well, this is all I got is a picture that, that of That kind of penis. is. Yeah, either that or they're That's thinking that they're, like, they're going to be so impressed with what I'm packing right. that they are just going to come running over to where I live and we're just going to do it as soon as, we, as soon as she walks through the door. Little do people know other men have penises. Correct. So it's not like your penis is just... Some miraculous. It's a penis. There are eight different styles of penis. Right. <laughs> there's 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 a billion penises on the planet. And here's another thing too that I've I've learned about women. Most of them, they don't want to see them no. at all. I would I would say that it's the not solid, like it's po- not solid like majority. <laughs> it's not like guys in vaginas. No. Oh my god. Men are a lot more visual than what women are. Yes, they are. That's the reason why you always see like some kind of you know ugly heavy set guy. No offense to me and Andy. With some Rude. with some knockout dynamite chick, and it's not always about money. It's because sometimes women fall in love with the guy. You know, God bless him too. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's a it's a gray gray area we're we dancing go, in. Right, we, now. we go all over the place in this podcast. How do we go from like Dexter Fowler and depression? And all of a sudden, we're talking about dick pics. I've said penis more in the last thirty seconds. Than I was I think a little I uncomfortable it. about it. I felt weird coming out of my mouth. Oh, penis always. coming out of your mouth is yes. always weird. It's weird. Another private parts quote. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us on the phone right now is the great Howard Balzer from the Hall of Fame show on the NFL channel on Sirius XM. You can follow him on Twitter at hbalzer721. H, how are you, sir? Matt and everybody else, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, happy happy Hanukkah. How was your your holiday? Happy Hanukkah. Oh, it was very very good. Over over already. It was very early uh, this year and now just looking looking forward to the to the end of the year and all the great stuff coming up and hard to believe that we're talking about only two weeks left in the NFL regular season flew by it seems like every year the NFL season gets faster and faster but and I don't know about you Howard but this has been more than more one of the more enjoyable NFL seasons I can remember in the past few years it, it really has been it's been filled with a with a lot of craziness you know obviously uh, officials have been a focus a lot of times but you know the offensive explosion has been uh, was really something to behold and the certainly at least in the first half of the season and uh, so you know we had good good games on prime time uh, which helped the nfl and took the narrative away from all the reasons why ratings were down uh, which it showed that when you put exciting games on and it's good football then then obviously people are going to watch it and and now as we get towards toward the end of the year we have you know some of those teams that were thought of as locks uh, to perhaps do well in the playoffs now we start to wonder about especially when you look at what some of the matchups might be in January when, when you look at some of these teams that are so good on offense, but a lot of teams playing you know, pretty good defense. So it's, it's going, to be, going to be a very interesting run to Atlanta uh, when, we hit, when we hit January. Howard, we had uh, Amy Trask on a few weeks ago, and we had a really great conversation with her about the overall talent level in the NFL. I'm curious to know, what's your take? Uh, honestly, some of the best football we've watched in a long, long time, and I think that can be really attributed to just 
how great and how developed some of these young players and some of these you know young quarterbacks and, and wide receivers are coming to the NFL. What's your take on the overall talent level in the NFL right now? Yeah, I think those are those are really good points because you know we are seeing uh, these quarterbacks you know come into the league you know pretty pretty well prepared at least in the passing game. Obviously, a lot of them have to you know figure out how to take snaps under center, uh, but but they're also they're also getting very good coaching. And that, that's obviously, you know, obviously a part of it. Certainly with Drew Brees, you expect him to play at the level he's at. But that, you know, that's the interesting thing, too, is you have this group of younger quarterbacks that are coming in and playing well. But then you have the old, you know, the graybeards, you know, the Drew Breeses and the, and the Phillip Rivers and, and guys who have been around for a long, long time still playing at a very high level. But, you know, going back to the coaching, you know, when you have a Matt, uh, you know, a Matt Nagy come in the Chicago, uh, to Chicago and do what he's doing with Trubisky, uh, the job that Andy Reid uh, did and, and kind of a somewhat of a risk they took, at least for this year, having really no idea what was going to happen with Patrick Mahomes and, and trading Alex Smith. But uh, Reid and, and that offensive staff have done a tremendous job, you know, getting him getting him prepared for that. So when you put, when you put all that t- together, and the rules too, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the rules changes, you know, the, the NFL will argue it's for safety, but a lot of it is to protect the quarterback, which protects offenses. And when you have that, and quarterbacks can stay on the field, and you're able to protect, protect them with offensive lines, then you're going to have good offense, because defensive players are at a real disadvantage these days, and a lot of that is because of, because of the talent of the players, certainly, but also because of the rules. H- oh, hi there. H, uh, in the wild card round, um, the Vikings, Seahawks, Bears, and Cowboys are already all in. Uh, do you see that changing much in the NFC, or do you uh, think maybe the Eagles, Redskins, or Panthers have a chance of getting in there? Well, they certainly have a chance. It's, it's going to be a long shot uh, for those teams uh, to get in there, but you never say never in the NFL. Just when you think you have it figured out, something happens, and you just shake your head and say, boy, I didn't see that coming. And so, But that, that certainly looks like, you know, the way it might end up. You know, the one thing that could change, perhaps, although it's doubtful, is, is if the Bears could catch the Rams for a first-round bye. But, you know, that would take the Rams losing to either Arizona or San Francisco, and certainly that would be a surprise uh, for it to happen. So, But I think that, you know, that those teams you mentioned, that goes back to what, what I was talking about. When you, when you have these, these teams with the great offenses, like the Rams and the Saints, but then look at those other four, you know, four of them that you mentioned with, you know, with the Bears, with the Seahawks, with the Vikings. I mean, you know, these are these and the Cowboys. I mean, these are teams that are that are pretty darn good on defense and have come up with really good defensive efforts against some of these offensive teams coming down the stretch. So that's going to create some very, very intriguing, intriguing matchups. You know, Minnesota is the key. You know, one of these teams could pass them and, you know, they obviously came up with a, with a big victory last week. And I, I think that's a team that, you know, wasn't, you know, had a good stretch, then they had a bad one, then they're back, and you just can't figure them out. But if they can get in, they could be a tough out in the playoffs if Kirk Cousins just figures out how not to turn the ball over and the defense plays to the level that they're capable of. And flipping over to the AFC right now, the Ravens, Chargers, Patriots, and Steelers. Same analysis, please, if you would, uh, on the chances of the Colts. Titans, Dolphins, or even the Browns getting into the uh, postseason. The Browns, wow. yeah, yeah, I know the, the Browns, Browns are not eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. They're still there. That, that, that's that's a win for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, they're even in the conversation. Certainly, they, they need a lot of help 
in terms of not only them winning their games, but then having a lot of other teams, uh, you know, help, help them out. So it, it, you never say never, like I said, but it's certainly unlikely. I, I think the Colts are a very intriguing team now. Um, I don't know why people aren't at least including Andrew Luck in the conversation uh, for MVP with the other quarterbacks everybody's talking about because he's had a tremendous year uh, for that team. And, man, they're, they're as hot as anybody. So if they can continue this through the last two games, then they certainly have you know a good chance of getting in. You know, And, and, and Tennessee is, is playing pretty well. You mentioned Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh, the win over New England was huge because there, there was a concern there, and they still have to win some games, obviously, but they've got New Orleans this week. So they're, 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 not, definitely, they're not definitely in, and the Ravens, the Ravens have the Chargers on Saturday night. And so uh, that, that division, the AFC North, is still, still up for grabs. But I think from you know, any of oh, those teams are all close. You know, I, I don't know, but I don't think Miami is really uh, at that level so I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them, but uh, certainly a bunch of those other teams are still, you know, still in the hunt and, and hope most of them helping for a lot of them hoping for help from other teams. Howard circling back to the uh, Rams of Los Angeles. Do you like how I said Los Angeles there, Andy? I, yeah, I nice. did. I liked that thank, a lot. Thank you. I got it from Bugs, from Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. um, Jared Goff, the past three games as the worst quarterback in the NFL, not named Mark Sanchez. Uh, what do you what do you attribute to his his decline the past few games? Is it have defenses maybe kind of figured out the McVay passing game? Is it the fact that uh, and you and I talked about this last night on on, on Charlie Tuna's show about how seeing a lot of gray in those beards of the offensive linemen for the Rams and maybe they're starting to slow down or maybe just uh, Jared Goff is just maybe regressing and not the superstar we thought he was. You know, it's I I, I think those things happen. And I think it's always a combination of things. I, I don't know that all of a sudden you can just say a quarterback suddenly is it su- suddenly is regressing. Although you're right, he hasn't played well. But around him, things you know things haven't been the same. I mean, they lost. I, I think one loss that they've had that very few people talk about is Cooper Cup. Yep. And when you, when he was taken out of that offense, he was a guy that opened things up uh, for a lot for some of those other guys. Uh, on you know on that offense and you don't you don't see as much downfield stuff to Brandon Cooks uh, as as we saw previously and 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 like and like you're pointing out Matt as we talked last night you know the offensive line has struggled somewhat there's been more pressure on Goff uh, than he had seen and so you put all that together and all of a sudden you don't feel as comfortable in the pocket you're figuring are are people coming after me maybe you throw you get rid of the ball a little too soon but guys aren't as open either because, and I think part of it is, is defenses watching the tape. I mean, you know, that's what happens over the course of a season. You know, teams, teams watch and see and try to figure out what, what can we do to take, you know, certain guys away. And now, you, now Todd Gurley, you know, is, is banged up and they had to sign another running back. They signed CJ Anderson and without Gurley. Uh, and and they're, if, if he doesn't play, they're obviously not as good. But you know, I think just the grind of a season uh, can affect an offense. And so I think all those things come together. And, and so Goff isn't playing as good as he was. And we'll see if they're able to get it back together because they're going to have, they're going to, obviously, they're going to have some tough matchups in, you know, in this playoff. Because let's remember, even with a bye, they're going to be playing a team that won the week before. 
mm-hmm. and yeah. is feeling pretty good about themselves. And all those teams you mentioned before are all uh, pretty good on defense. So whoever it is, you know, that they would play from one of those winners is it, it's going to be a tough matchup uh, for them. And so uh, they're they're and they're going to be under a certain amount of pressure, being the darlings of this league for so much of the season. It's now all of a sudden there's going to be the expectations and those are hard to those are hard to live up to sometimes. And the other thing, the defense. You know, the defense isn't playing. You know, playing. I I think that that was a big question with them anyway coming into the season. But they're giving up. You know, they're giving up rushing yards. And when you do that, that keeps the ball out of the hands of the offense on, on a number of occasions. And so now maybe you feel, oh, we've got to really make this possession work because we're not getting the ball as often as we did. And then. You know, when, when you have that, then, you know, if you miss a third down here or there, you know, that, that's what's always interesting me, guys, is that that third down conversion rate, they're, they're really down. I think I saw somewhere where they've gone down from almost close to 50% to 38%. That's a lot. In, 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 in a stretch. And, so, and that's, that's the Cooper but, Cup effect, in my, in my opinion, if you ask me. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And so it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if it's just, if it's just two, fir- two third downs, that you didn't make that in the past you were making, well, obviously that stops a drive and puts the defense back on the field. And that, that, can, that can be a big difference from scoring, you know, 24 points or 38. And that's, you know, I think that's another thing that's, you know, that's really affected them. Howard, knowing what we know right now, I mean, you take a look at about a month and a half ago, it almost seemed like a virtual lock. It was going to be Rams, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, two high prolific offenses that were firing all cylinders. Now, you know, a few weeks have gone by, you know, Kareem Hunt has left the Chiefs, Chiefs, you know, showing some weaknesses. Who do you like in the NFC and who do you like in the AFC, knowing what we know right now? I'll tell you, I think these these teams are so close, and I, I often say this each year. That I always, I always kind of like try to channel Tony Larusa, who always used to say, I mean, it's a different sport, but it's the same philosophy. He always used to say, the key is making the postseason, because once that happens, once you get there, anything can happen, and and especially in the NFL where it's one and done. And so, you know, I, I'll say, I'll say this: I'm kind of pulling a little bit for New Orleans, only because I picked them in Lindy's magazine. <laughs> and, and I, and I rarely get those, those selections correct, but I'll tell you, they're, they're as good, a, they're as good a selection as anybody right now. And, and obviously it'll be who, when the, when the playoffs start, whoever, whoever plays the best on that particular day in the matchup. And I, I don't, to be, I don't, I don't know if there is a true favorite because I really see all these teams and say that they're, you know, they all have some flaws wherever it might be. And, and there's a lot of balance. And, you know, you mentioned the Chiefs. You mentioned that, they, like you said, they don't have Kareem Hunt. I think, it, again, like, like a Cooper Cup situation, overlooked for the Chiefs is that they haven't had Sammy Watkins yep. uh, for, for several weeks. And while he doesn't, you know, pile up the yards or the catches, by having him on the field, defenses have to account for him. And so now with him not there, it's why sometimes these other guys, you know, the Chris Conleys or the, you know, or whoever, you know, make plays, but they're not consistent top flight players. And so now teams can do a little bit more to try to take Kelsey away or try to take Tyreek Hill away. And you can see that in some of these games. They're not putting up a lot of those, a lot of those same numbers. So again, all it takes is bringing those teams back to the pack 
just a little bit, which narrows the gap with some of these other teams. And I'll tell you, the Chargers, they'll be in a tough spot because they're probably going to have to go on the road their first game, and it'll be another example in the NFL of what I think is one of the most ridiculous ways they seed teams as well. You know, they're, they're going to be, I don't know, whatever they're going to be, 11 and 5, 12 and, you know, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, possibly. They're going to have to go on the road. And I mean, who would, who would, I guess looking at the way it's shaping up, uh, perhaps, you know, probably wouldn't be, uh, probably wouldn't be, I mean, who are the two teams maybe that won't have a vibe? You know, could be Houston, Pittsburgh, New maybe. England. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, so, so they, they could have to end up going on the road to a Pittsburgh or Baltimore, and they're playing Baltimore Saturday. They'd have to go on the road in in the cold of January uh, to play them in a first round game, even though they might they might have won three or four more games than those teams. And I, I don't I don't like that system, but I think they're a very very capable team, and certainly would be capable of making a run in the postseason if, if, if the matchups fall right for him. Howard Balzer from SiriusXM, the Hall of Fame show on the NFL channel. You can follow him on Twitter at hbalzer721. Howard, sticking with the Chiefs, I remember two years ago uh, during the NFL draft, you and Mark Lillibridge were broadcasting the draft from the Ameris Sports Bar on 590 The Fan. And then when the Chiefs had uh, traded up in the draft to draft Patrick Mahomes, I remember tur- uh, turning around and looking at you and Mark Lillibridge, and the three of us were kind of like, we just kind of shrugged our shoulders like we don't know what they're doing either right uh we all kind of have eggs on our faces now because patty mahomes is maybe you know he might be the mvp if not if he doesn't win it this year it looks like he's going to be a future mvp winner oh uh, yeah there's it, 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 we'd be surprised if it didn't happen and 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 he certainly is trending that way for this year it's gonna be very interesting to see what the 50 voters what direction they go in because there could be there, there certainly could be a vote split with him and Breeze and who knows, maybe maybe Rivers. And I mentioned Andrew Luck. I don't think he's going to win, but he, he might get a few votes. But, I mean, the season he has had is, is almost impossible to believe, really, when you're yeah. talking about a guy being a starter for the first time. And that's why I was talking. And I, I, I think Andy Reid has to be seriously considered as coach of the year yep. yeah. for, for getting him ready to play. And not that, not, not that he wasn't well-schooled, in, in previously and knowing what it takes to be a professional. And we've heard all the stories, of course, being around uh, locker rooms when his dad was playing professional baseball. And so he, he began to understand what it, what it meant to be a pro and all those things. So he certainly had a, a, a level of maturity coming in, which was very important. But still, Andy Reid had to calm the beast somewhat, you know, and, and keep him in control at times. And 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 so he doesn't do crazy things. And, you know, once in a while he'll make a crazy throw. But he's able to pull him off most of the time. And so uh, the guy's been pretty unbelievable. And, and and how about this? Look at John Dorsey, yeah. the general manager of the Chiefs, yeah. who that year drafts Patrick Mahomes for Kansas City. Then some, some, for some reason he gets fired in June and then lands with the Browns, and they, and they draft Baker Mayfield. I mean, that that's pretty phenomenal when when you look at that for one guy in two successive years drafting quarterbacks for two different teams that are probably going to be in that role 
uh, for a long, long time. It's like he almost knows what he's doing or something. Yeah. And maybe just a little bit, right? Just maybe a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> Howard, we appreciate your insight and your wisdom as always. Uh, best to you and Bernie in the new year. And we, uh, we look forward to having you on sometime before the Super Bowl, sir. Yeah, look forward, look forward to it. Always enjoy coming on with you. And like you said, happy holidays. Uh, to, all, to all you guys and, and to all of those listening in podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Howard. Appreciate it, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Thanks, H. Take right, care. Guys, take care. You've been listening to the Last Man Up podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, Last Man Up Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Berger. You can follow Clay at Ton of Clayton. And you can follow Andy at Emo6. Speaking of Andy Hanselman, here he is right now with the top five trending sports topics of the week. Hey, it's the top five from Awful Announcing. These are the uh, hot takes of the week. John Kent, K-I-N-D-T, says, Internet gambling addiction is a looming crisis. I'll read the tweet. I never understand why people don't realize or understand that you can already gamble online anywhere, anytime you want. Passpas fail didn't affect that other than we can now offer legal options. Hey, John, hard check. Uh, gambling is already a problem. Well, but okay, but the thing is that now that it's it's easy access to it, yeah, because you have the you you could download like what the My Bookie app on your phone, yeah, and just gamble right there. Bovada, it's yeah, easier to do right right there from your phone. So that's what it is. I mean, it's it's easy access to it. And the problem with like Bovada is that while you're waiting for a poker hand to play, you can like play some real life some real life blackjack for like real as like a little side game, yeah. Right. I mean, at twenty five dollars a hand, if you want. Remember the like the early two thousands, where like there was so much online poker just there was everywhere, nine thousand poker everywhere, sites. and then that got put the kibosh on. Yep, man, Congress stepped in and then just put a bullet in that dog, and it was over. Damn government. <laughs> uh, Stephen A. Smith cites a matchup of injured Hunter Henry and unemployed Derek Johnson. It's always fun when a hot air factory like Stephen A. Smith proves he has no idea what he's talking about, and boy, did Smith do that this week pre- previewing. Thursday's Chiefs Chargers game by calling the Chargers the San Diego Chargers and talking about the matchup of Chargers tight end Hunter Henry, who's injured and hasn't played all year, and Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson, who they cut in February, leading him to sign with the Raiders and then getting cut again in October. That was not Stephen A's proudest moment. No. Uh, you could actually watch the video yeah, of it on it YouTube. Was bad. It was okay. The reason why to watch it. It's not so much the optic, like, not to hear like what Stephen A. Smith was saying, no. but the optic of the reaction right, of Teddy of Bruschi, else. of Teddy Bruschi and Max Kellerman, who were just staring at him like he just started to grow another head right. on the other side of his neck. Yeah, I mean that was, that was a bad. It was brutal it was to watch. Bad. It and was I, uncomfortable I, to watch. It, it kind of, and I kind of like Stephen A. Smith. You know, sometimes he drives me crazy, but overall, I do enjoy him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's 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 a wrestler. He's a professional wrestler disguised as, as a uh, as a sports journalist. But I mean, not exactly his best moment. I think people have built him up to be somebody. I, I mean, they built him up to be the the public persona that he is. I mean, you look at his days. I think he was writing for the Inquirer, Philadelphia Inquirer, Philadelphia Inquirer. Yeah, yeah. back then, and he's a solid journalist, really Absolutely. solid. And that's journalist. a lot of people don't don't like. They kind of forget about him right. and actually Skip Bayless too. Skip Bayless too. Skip Bayless was a columnist for many major newspapers yep. uh, across the nation. Sure. My, my first introduction to him was he used to, to fill in for uh, Jim Rome all the time. Yep. On the jungle because he would call what did Jim Rome call him the hammer or the cobra mm-hmm. uh, was Skip Bayless <laughs> and even back then people hated him. Right, every time he was on, people would complain about. We him. got the hammer coming on. I don't. Have a, I don't have a good. <laughs> that was not a, a very good. I don't Jim have Rome. a good Jim Rome. You were you were not Frank. I got I to work on that. You were not Frank Calion. Uh Tony Larusa. This is the uh, number three hot take of the week. Tony Larusa calls anti Harold Baines arguments weak ass superficial bullshit. Uh, behold, uh, Jeff Passon tweet. <clears throat> 
Behold, Tony La Russa be himself by going on MLB Network and saying that the arguments against Harold Baines being in the Hall of Fame are weak-ass, superficial bullshit. I would gladly have that conversation debate with someone whose best argument is game-winning RBI. I mean, there were a lot of people who were upset that Harold Baines got into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I didn't understand. Like, I would never have voted him in, but I'm not angry that he got in. Right. Well, no. You know, be happy for the guy. I'm, it, it, look, it does not affect your life one way or the it other that not. Harold Baines is in the Baseball Hall no. of Fame. I'm more thrilled that Lee Smith finally got in because yes. I think he should have been in a long time ago. Long absolutely. time ago. Absolutely. But that, now that Harold Baines is in it, it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, I'm never going into the Baseball Hall of Fame ever again. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I've got just, I don't know if it's just because I've been a lifelong Cardinal fan, but anytime Tony La Rosa does anything, I I'm, I'm tend to just believe him and get behind him. So yeah, when he, yeah. I, when he calls like something like weak-ass, superficial bullshit, I'm more inclined to believe it's weak-ass, superficial bullshit. Pretty much. I mean, he's not really one to beat around the bush too and, much. And, no. and one thing that we know about La Russa is that when he sticks up for his guys, he yeah. sticks up for his guys. He'll go to the grave. Absolutely. The number two hot take of the week from Awful Announcing, Doug Gottlieb has dumb thoughts on college football. So, CFB teams now want to expand the playoff. ESPN has the contract. They also own the bowl games, which will be made obsolete with expansion. It's called conflicting alliances. So what's the what's the take? That's his take. That's that's his take. Is it just pro? Is it pro expanding or anti expanding it? I think he's just saying that expanding the. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure what he's saying. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Okay, well, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Expanding the playoff, the the college football playoff. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? I mean, I really like the playoff now. I, I think absolutely if you expand it, you effectively kind of eliminate the point of all those other stupid bowls. But, well, I mean, the, the stupid bowls, are, they're never going anywhere. But there, There's a reason why they keep adding more and more each year. Because they make I a shit ton of money. Right, they, they, make, make they, money. Make, they make money. And those brands get brand equity out of that. But, and, and Vegas likes it because it's another reason to gamble. Right. I mean, it makes college football kind of worthwhile. I mean, I don't really watch college football after the regular season ends until the playoff starts or until... You know, it used to be when the Orange Bowl started and the Fiesta Bowl yes. and the Rose Bowl. The, the, the New Year's Day games. But, right. The New Year's Day Bowls. But if you expand it to eight, you know, five years from now, we're going to be talking about, okay, are they going to expand it to 12? Is it going to, I mean, when does it stop? I, I would think that eight is is the perfect one to stop at because then you, you have the five power conferences. Right. You have the SEC, you have the Big Ten, you have the Big 12, you have the Pac-12, and then you have uh, the ACC. ACC, yeah. Okay, so there's your five power conferences. Right. So you take those five right there. If you win that conference, you're automatically right. in. I don't care what your record is. Right. You win it, you're in. And then that gives you three at-large bids. Right. So if you have someone like Georgia, you can put Georgia in. Mm. And there's a lot. There's a strong campaign out there for Central Florida. You can put Central Florida in and finally shut those people up right. after they get embarrassed on the field against, against a real team. Right. Um, and then, you know, like you what, – what Notre Dame. Team? No, we'll be like, okay, like, yeah, perfect. Notre, Notre Dame's Dame. an independent. And as an independent. So there, there you go. You have your eight, the power five, you win your conference, you're in. And then if you if you, uh, if you you lose your conference game on a, on a freak – last-minute field goal or a tipped interception or something like that, and you were favored to win it, odds are you're still going to get in with an at-large bid, but you yep. just may have a tougher road Basically, are you more likely to watch a bowl game if it's a if it's an, FBF, an FBS playoff game? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what he's saying here. He says, an expansion to eight is probably the same sort of story as it would be that you know ESPN had a big role in creating the, of the creation of the playoff and made a bunch of money from it. So it would be incredibly valuable for ESPN to have more playoff games. It's hard to see an expansion killing the regular bowls, but even, even if it did, ESPN would still probably come out on top. 
I think it almost sounds like a little bit of sour grapes to Godley yeah. because he's no longer on right. ESPN. That's cry, baby. He had he had another college football take. Will Greer sitting out a bowl game is comical. Guy can really play, but it, but has there ever been a QB injured in a bowl game? Stop it already. It doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Just because there never was one doesn't mean there never will be one. Players get hurt regardless of All position, the, especially quarterbacks. Yeah. They're the, most, they're the most hit player on the field besides alignment. If, if you are a college football player and you are going to go in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, and if you don't want to play in a meaningless bowl game, I do not blame you one yeah. bit. Absolutely. And the hottest take of the week from Graham Couch. Refuses to rank number one Kansas, number two Duke, number three Tennessee, number eight Auburn, number 11 Texas Tech, number 17 Villanova, number 19 Kentucky because they haven't played a true road game. Okay, well, spoiler alert, nobody really plays a true road game in, the, I, in the first half of the college basketball season. To me, like college basketball rankings are almost kind of pointless anyway. Yeah. I mean, at least until, I don't know, middle of January, I even, February? I don't even really pay attention until conference play. I, I'm the same way. I, I mean, it, it makes, really, that late? Just, yeah. just, in, just in postseason play, huh? No, conference uh, play. No, conference play. No, is, is, I call conference postseason, isn't it? No. no. Conference uh, is like they start you oh, know, no, January. No. Oh, I think you meant conference tournament time. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Conference, conference, yeah. play. conference play starts, then, then Middle of January, right? Yeah, middle of January. Speaking of college basketball, this Saturday is the annual bragging rights game. It sure is. Between Mizzou and Illinois, which used to be one of the hottest tickets in town. Yeah. And this year, not as much. Oh, it's better though. I've it's, heard. Has it gotten better? It has. Okay, and the game. I think it's sold out. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and the game has been uh, regulated to the Big Ten Network. It used to be on ESPN. <laughs> then it was on ES. Then it got uh, uh, demoted to ESPN two. Then it was like on ESPN U. Yeah, and now it's on the Big Ten Network. I mean, that's that's amazing how much that's fallen. I've been to only one of those. It is entertaining as hell yep. to go to a bragging rights game. If you haven't been, you need to go. Only bragging rights game I ever went to was uh, D. Brown, Luther Head, Darren Williams. 2004. Uh, 2004, yep. Uh, the one I went to, Quinn Snyder was still the head coach. That was a long time ago. long time ago, yeah. I was at the triple overtime game in 1993. Oh, look at you. Satin gum that day at the arena. <laughs> I was satin gum the entire time, too. Yeah, I had, I had gum on my butt the entire time. It was great. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, well, I forgot who the guy was from Illinois who missed the uh, two free throws at the end of the second overtime to win the game, and he missed both of them. I think he only had to make one to win the game. I think the, I think the game was tied yeah. with no time left on the clock. And so they went to a triple overtime. It was an unbelievable game. Mm. To me, there's nothing better than a very intense basketball game in a packed arena like that because... And the energy in that building that the, night was... I mean, I mean, this is 25 years ago, and I remember it like it was yesterday. The yeah. energy is always amazing, and the like, just the, the physical heat from the the emotions, the people packed in there, mm. and then just everybody living and dying with every shot of the basketball. Yeah. Yep. It's just, if, if you've never been to a basketball game like that or any, or any game like that, you're really missing out. College basketball will always be... My favorite over the NBA. I can't watch the NBA regularly until the playoffs start for that said reason because every college basketball game that you go to, if it's a home game, the place is sold out. People are into it. Normally. People are t- I mean, well, I mean, you're a Kentucky well, fan, so well, you see it a little bit You go to a blue blood school like that, yeah. But I just really enjoy the passion that is in college basketball. And, yeah, it, it's hopefully that game starts to get more traction, but... I hope it does. I think with some of the recruits that both schools have coming in, yep. a lot of local recruits. There's, I mean, you know, Mark Smith transferred from Illinois to Missouri. Yep. Yeah. And so he, you know, there's an Aboriginal guy. There's, there's a couple of, of um, Illinois, I mean, a, a bunch of East St. Louis guys who are yep. playing for Kunzo Martin over 
at, uh, at Missouri now. Well, here's another thing, too. College basketball isn't like what it used to be. No. I mean, it's not even close. You'll watch some of those old 30 for 30s, like about the Fab Five. Oh, or, yeah. Or the one about... Uh, that was 93 as well. Uh, the one about UNLV yep. and, the, and the running Rebels. And you look at those teams and how they were just like dynasties for years. Yep. yep. You don't see... I mean, even back... You didn't, because you didn't, have, you didn't have the one and done. Oh, you know, no. You had... I mean, you, you the, Fab right. five, the Fab Five was the beginning of the one and done. You, no, even before that, like Moses Malone played for the, the Spirits of St. Louis. He never went to college. Yep. In the in the scope that it is now, yes, there are examples of guys who who were one and done. Not the way guys do it now, though. Not it's, the way now, do not, yeah. not the way they people because people wanted to go to school. Okay, well, yeah, there were there was that people actually wanted to go to school. Yeah, but now because there's so much money involved in the right. NBA, exactly. you're making so much you're making so much so much money right out of the gate. I mean, you could have a shoe contract before you even sign your NFL yeah. contract. Oh yeah. And that's, that shoe contract could be $20, 30000000 million, depending how good you are. Well, yeah. physically, too. I mean, guys 20 years ago were not physically ready to play in the NBA as they are now. You got guys who are – I mean, look at Zion Williamson, who's 18. He's 265, 6'8". Yeah. He's already as big as LeBron. Know, runs 4'4". You know, like – so guys are way, way more prepared coming out of high school than they have ever been. Phys- physically, yes. Mentally, mentally I'm not, yeah. mentally, not, I'm much, not sure no. because, you know, like – Kids today, I'm sounding like I'm, I'm really old, but like kids today, I don't think these men, damn kids today. I just don't think they're they're mentally as tough no. as what they. Oh no, they're not because they got too many participation awards. But the thing of it is, you don't have to be you don't have to be mentally sp- smart to play in professional sports. You have to be mentally sp- smart to stay in professional. Well, sports. I'm just I'm just talking like the that's men- true. I'm just I talking agree like the, the mental toughness. I'm not like everything on the court. Yeah, they're still going to know how to do. Right. I'm talking about like every, how you handle everything Adversity. off the court. The, the tra- like having to travel from city to city, yep. you know, basically how like if you're 18, odds are you probably really don't know how to set up a bank account. I right. mean, now you've got more money than you ever had in your entire life. Yep. Did you? You're read- 18 years old. You have no idea what to do with it. Did you read the story on Darius Miles? Yeah, yes, it was really good. I mean, talk about. I mean, he really didn't have much of an NBA career. A little bit of one, but it still has bajillions of dollars. Or had yep. had no longer, no longer. He now broke. He but I broke. mean, like, but yeah, I mean, just a rise and fall of yeah. an eighteen-year-old kid who is, I'm, I think, just a couple years younger than me. That sounds about right. Yep. I think, I I think, he, he, I think he graduated in about two thousand. Yeah. So about you know five years younger than me. So he's probably he's thirty-five, thirty-six now. Yep. Living back down in Eastside. And um, what now? I can edit it out. No, no, I can't because I got music playing. The Home Alone. Oh, okay. We got to do that. Yep. All right. So that wraps up the. Or did we do the the last hot take? We that did. was the last that one. Was All right. So as part of the Christmas holiday, uh, we decided to add this one on. My my good friend John Sitek, uh posted this on Facebook today. If you were Marv and Harry, which of the traps Kevin set in both Home Alone and Home Alone Two do you think would hurt the most? Okay, I've never seen Home Alone two, so I, I'm. What? Go- I, I've never seen it, so wow. I have. You're a New York guy too. Yeah, I'm a New York guy, and I haven't seen Home Alone two. You gotta watch it. Um, Home Alone, I would imagine the the blowtorch to the top of the head that would hurt. That Joe Pesci got, considering I'm someone who has no hair on my head, I would probably find that one the most painful. Have you ever been sunburned on top of your noggin? Yes, I have severely, and it is not fun. Yeah, it and so sucks. having a blowtorch taken to your head, I. Bet would, would not tickle. Would not be, yeah, would not be good. I think it, for me, it's the nail through the foot. Yeah. I mean, I cannot tell you a more painful feeling than being stabbed. 
<laughs> That's a pretty painful feeling. It's a painful feeling. It sounds feeling. painful. It's stabbing. a painful feeling. Yeah. But having a rusty nail go through your foot, I think the thing of it, though, is the unexpected nature of it. I mean, yeah. the blowtorch, I mean, all of it was unexpected. They're all, I mean, they're Marvin Harrier were both idiots in that movie. <laughs> but the sheer unexpectedness of it, like stepping down onto a step and not seeing a nail and have yeah. it go through, through your, your foot. I think would do it for me. What was uh, what were some of the traps in, Ho- in Home Alone two? Uh, well, he had the, okay. Uh, so the in, 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 instead of the paint cans coming down, okay. They, well, he did paint cans, but then he did like a, a four foot long lead pipe, right? Okay, in th- the bricks and the bricks, the, yeah, from the roof. So yeah. we're, we're supposed to believe that uh, Kevin McAllister was strong enough to arrange such a, such a trap. He was a he was a. Uh, Highly unique individual that Kevin McAllister, and now they have. There was a thing on Twitter today was Kevin Google, McAllister as an adult. The Google ad, and the Google ad, yeah, Google I saw ad that. Was really it's good. really cute. Um, the Family Guy, which always does a great job of kind of like taking stuff that everybody loves and mm. just shredding it to pieces. Right. They did something where it was Home Alone, but with competent burglars. Right. <laughs> and they I remember walk, that one. They walk into the house, both of them, and then they have like ski masks on and guns. And they're like, oh, careful, there's some matchbox cars on the, on the floor. Oh, yeah, and, and uh, don't touch the doorknob because it's really hot. I let go of it instead of just holding on to it like an idiot. And then <laughs> at the top of the stairs was Kevin McAllister. They're like, there's plenty more of that. Uh, there's plenty more uh, to, to uh, like where that came from, you guys. So they took a gun and they shot the kid in the head. And that was the end of it. I'm like, family guy gives no bleeps. About anything, they don't care about your favorite childhood movie. They are going to ruin it for you. That's so, why I love that show. That's one, the same here. One of the first traps that Marv goes through is when he climbs in the window. Uh, Kevin has placed is a bunch is, of is this Home Alone two. No, yeah. Home Alone one. Okay, I've seen Kevin, Home Alone one. Kevin has placed a bunch of glass ornaments on the floor. Yes, yes. <laughs> he knows that Marv is going to be barefoot, and so Marv is climbing in the window and then lands his feet, uh, smashes down the the glass ornaments on his feet, and just. That has to be the absolute worst. The tar and feathering, too. was pretty good. Really yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. I remember good. watching it in the theater. First of all, we got there late, so we had the front row seats to the Home, to home Alone. And this is back in 1990. And it just, uh, I, I mean, at that point in my life, I don't think I'd ever seen anything so funny until I saw Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Home, I mean, Home Alone, the first one's a funny movie. Oh, incredible. it's still funny. I, I watched it the other night yeah. and laughed my ass Great off. Movie. You, you still laughed your ass off watching it like this now as an adult? Yes. I like, I watch it and I smile, but I can't say I really laugh my ass off yeah. when I watch it. There were a couple things I really, really laughed at okay. still. It's hard. It, those kind of movies, like, they're they're always good, but it's hard for me to sit through the entire thing. Like, I'll pick it up halfway and I'll finish it or something. That's about what TV. I did. I, I picked it up when they were ordering pizza, so I'm yeah. kind of towards the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, when he's, when he's playing the, the movie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right in there somewhere. Just a great movie overall. Special thanks to Howard Balzer from the Hall of Fame show on the NFL channel on Sirius XM. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at hbalzer721. For Andy Hanselman, for Clay Byersdorfer, everybody have a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. We will see you in 2019.